See, yeah, you've got the British accent going fine because when you're yeah, talking you fast enough, there's <laughs> there's yep. moments where I just kind of zone out and can't understand what you're saying. You know, my wife said exactly the same thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're listening to the Relics of War podcast. This is a podcast about Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, and the Guild Wars community that's on a whole. My name is Ryan. And some of you might know me as Cole. I'm doing this completely different today, because today is completely different. Um, I'll talk about this later. First with me here today is Chaz with the nations of England, America, Texas, and Canada. Yes, I just called Texas a nation. How are you doing, my multi- multicultural person? I'm pretty good, Ryan. How about you? I'm doing most excellent. I'm very hyped up on coffee, if you can't tell. Yeah, I can tell, actually. So we'll try and we'll try and um, quantify what I just said about Chaz in a minute. But also with us is Tiger from the Secret Agent Cat blog at secretagentcat.com. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, Wait, Chaz already asked that. You just pulled a Tasha. <laughs> How are you doing? Yes, I'm good. And how are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you doing? Fabulous. Okay. Anyway, also, there's one more person with us today. It's an English person, and it is not Tasha. Thank God. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get oh. I'm gonna get smacked down for that one next week. But anyway, I'll smack you for her. <laughs> uh, this English person with us today is my good man, Mark Smithy Smith. Good day, one and all. Thank you for having me. This this is quite surreal after listening to the show and hearing all your voices, and then finally getting to be on here. It's a bit of uh, it, yeah, it is very surreal. But I always had this thing where I kind of daydreamed what it would be like to be on the show, and I did want to start it slightly different. So bear with me for two seconds. Let's get the intro going like we should. <laughs> oh, that's much better, isn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Smithy, you're going to be available more often, right? <laughs> I think so. We're going to get this guy back again. <laughs> Yeah, so this... yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's uh, much appreciated. It's an honor to be here with you all talking about something that I know nothing about. Token is my uh, token badass podcasting amigo. We used to do the Face Roll Show, which was a WoW podcast together. And uh, basically what people would usually say is, I wouldn't listen to the show except for Smithy's on there. So he was pretty much the one and only draw. Um, yeah, but the one and only person who said that was my mom, so it doesn't really count. Well, that's true. I should stop talking. I should stop talking to your mom so much. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call you dad again. That was a one-off. Oh god. <laughs> but anyway, we don't we don't really have to call you Smithy on this show because the other guy there was another Mark on the old show. But Smithy is just so fitting for you now. Yeah, it does kind of just fit. Um, so yeah, obviously I am Mark, as most people would probably know, but Smithy with two Fs because I can't pronounce TH. Um, so yeah, call me whatever you like. But yeah, I'm filling in for Tasha this week as she's a fellow English person. Uh, I definitely can't fill those boots though because she knows so much about the game and I know very little. So other than a slightly strange accent, that's pretty much as far as it will go. But you do have that very special Snuggie. Yes, definitely. Free sleeve Snuggie for the win. <laughs> <laughs> innuendos what there's no innuendo here anyway <clears throat> so how is everybody oh wait no we got to quantify why first of all Chaz is multicultural he informed us he was like w- i used to, uh i gotta show you this intro for this cartoon because i grew up in texas and i'm like wait a second i've been calling you the america's hat man with his bag of milk and 
uh, a hoser. And it turns out he comes from Texas. You were born in Texas. And he's all, no, I wasn't born in Texas. I was born in England. And we're like, well, crap. We don't even know what to call this guy anymore. Well, to be fair, I only lived in England for like a year. I only lived in Texas for like three years. So to be honest, I've been a Canadian more than I've been an American, a Texan, or an Englishman. Yeah, that's true. But you can't even yeah. do a British accent or – well, you're no, not confident I, in your British accent. That's not – I'm really not confident in my British accent yet. If you were born in England, you should have made it a lifelong point to master that accent. Wouldn't you agree, Smithy? Pardon? What if you were to, <laughs> to tell me like, – if I came – if I was born in England and I you know, was proud of that, I would want to tell people, hey, I was born in England and I have this accent even though when I was one year old, I didn't care how everyone else talked. Definitely, yeah. I, I I agree. I think you should still talk like um, Stewie Griffin, is it? Oh, no, yeah. What's the baby's name? I'll say Brian. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's Stewie Griffin. Yeah. There we go. Um, I'm just wondering, though, that Texas isn't uh, – Do you, you la- listed Texas with all the other countries there. I know the South want to separate from the North again. It's going to be civil war around too soon, but Texas is still just a state, isn't it? Yeah. Three years there. Yeah, but they like so, to think different. It's actually, it's actually a pretty cool state, to be honest. Um, but yeah, they, they have kind of their own way of doing things there and it's ups and downs. You know what I just realized is America is so much different all the way across. Wow. It is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you for not trying to master the Texas accent. You go to Canada. Oh geez. My folks were actually getting kind of worried cause I was starting to get a Texas accent. So like, we got to get this kid out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Chazzy. Yeah, let's talk about some guild wars. Well, it'd be like, well, I reckon we better talk about some guild wars, boys. <laughs> What's this here computer rating device? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, okay. Um, we're being very multicultural at the moment, and a lot of people are probably listening to this going, what about Guild Wars? Actually, no, from the survey, we got more feedback about this show should go on longer. So I don't think there's any problem with that. So, hey, let's BS some more. Um, what do you guys think of the Broncos? Ah, never mind. The what? Sports what? <laughs> the Denver Broncos. Oh, I'm probably the only guy who even gives a care about American football. I play video games. I don't care about sports. I'm not. You mean American soccer, right? Well, no, American <laughs> American hand egg, technically. Hand egg. That's a weird way of putting it. It is, though. It's a, it's a, it goes in your hand, and it's an egg. Or yeah, yeah. maybe an arm egg. Plus, when you play football, because I did middle school, you get all these, like, when all those helmets keep hitting your arm, you actually get what they call goose eggs. Big old bumps on your arm. I'm not oh, talking okay. pimples. I'm talking, like, big eggs. <laughs> so I think it should be called arm eggs. That's my vote. I was thinking of calling it pigskin, but I thought that there would probably be a few uh, crazy parents that would say, uh, sexual connotation somehow. Hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. And I, Smithy, did you think of pigskin? Or did you think of something nasty when he said pigskin? Not in a sexual way. I'm really kind of scared as to what Chazzy's kind of bestiality weekends are like. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> see, Smithy's like the ultimate know. tuning fork for what would be an innuendo. Because if you say it and then Smithy doesn't react, it's like, yeah, no one's going to okay. take that. Okay. Have you ever seen, have you ever been to the wiki Conservapedia? Oh, no. well, yeah. Don't go. If, you, if you type anything that draws their attention, you'll be made out to be the devil or the savior. Right. That's just my opinion. It's not the opinion of the uh, relics of war or whatever. So conservapedia don't do anything crazy with that. Yeah, saying well, that we're crazy people and yada yada enemies of state. I'm a pretty crazy people have more fun. I'm a pretty politically middle aligned guy, so I I wouldn't lean one way or the other. But I can say I do not support conservapedia whatsoever, <clears throat> and I doubt anyone here would. Well, I think they actually used pig skins on the original footballs too. Yeah, I've heard them called pig skins before. Oh so yeah, it they, they didn't call... register anything with me. 
they, I've heard the Super Bowl called the Pigskin Classic and stuff. So <laughs> you international people going the wrong way with this stuff. Anyway, enough about football. Squeal! <laughs> <laughs> I even do animal impersonations. What? I'm, I'm not as good at that as I used to be. Is that pretty good, uh, Tiger? Uh, You're pretty associated with the animal. Um, the first one was the best. Let's talk Guild Wars. I'm being an idiot now. Captain, what be that over there? Or, let be sequel Scuttlebutt. So, um, for sequel Scuttlebutt, I should quantify why Smithy's here today. Smithy is a veteran MMO player, but he's not really an old Guild Wars player. The idea here is also to bring in somebody who is incredibly hilarious and also to grill us about questions from an outsider's perspective. Because I'm noticing since Gamescom, there is a load of um, interest coming in from externally outside of the, you know, hardcore Guild Wars guru type communities and the bloggers. So, Smithy, it is time for you to grill us with questions about Guild Wars 2 so that those who aren't as involved in the whole Guild Wars 2, um, what do you call it? aficionado dumb can also follow along and be like aha Click. that's the question i wanted someone to ask so i want to say something before he starts though one yes you can jump two no there is no subscription yeah yeah but I, i'm all out then in that case we don't like jump and there's yeah. no subscription fee why isn't that on the banner? That's stupid. You go on the homepage, you got all these fantastic videos about wonderful stuff they're going to do and redesign the game. Why doesn't it just say, yes, jump, no subscription? <laughs> Click <laughs> here to pre-order. <laughs> um, no, I, first off, the thing that kind of grabs me, and I've got a few questions about it, because I am excited about Guild Wars 2, and I have been for a long time, because I always knew of the original, but I always kind of ignored it because I thought, well, there's no subscription, so it can't be any good, which I know is a really silly thing to think. And after looking into it, I know that's wrong. But if your classes, and I'm going to talk in wave terminology, which you'll have to forgive because it's my only exposure to MMOs other than trialing a few others. So if your classes are professions, do you have professions? And if so, what are they called? I think they just generally call it crafting. Like there are crafting crap. What do you call it? <laughs> I'm a crafting master of cloth. I don't know. But they do, they've do. they referred to crafting. It's there. Is it they just haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. What did you say, oh, Tess? Oh, sweet. Is, it going to be, is crafting going to be in Guild Wars 2? Yeah. They, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. In fact, um, there was a, the Game Developers Conference, I believe the one in China. I was looking through the slides they showed on YouTube, and I saw a char loom and something that looked a like a leather working house. A char loom. For some reason, mm -hmm. I got this envisionment of this ring with kind of a char threaded design going through the middle and you sleep by it so that you can have nightmares. <laughs> no, it was this gigantic metal thing that looked like a war machine, but it was labeled as a loom. That is weird. Funny. Maybe, it's, maybe it has something to do with their underwear. We're chased, damn it. Maybe I was a little too I abstract. I assume that they'd that. have a lot of trouble with uh, underwear because it's not really one of those things where they can just... You need to, you know, you need to get a, make the underwear. You need to poke a hole into it for the tail. Yeah, but if I was a cat, I was sure as hell trying to get myself some underwear because your pee and your crap stink like no other. I'm and why would that. you want to keep it in your underwear then? Well, I mean, when you have a baby. So I guess, I guess, char diapers are made of steel. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? Smithy's got to confirm this, right? Smithy's over there, like, what does this have? I just wanted to know if there was like herbalism and stuff. 
So, just to confirm, there's toxic baby diapers in Guild Wars 2. Yes. And cool. Okay. Um, next up, I was watching some of the trailers, and you got those. This is probably nothing that anybody else wants to know, but you got those tiny little cute kind of look like Daxter from the game, big ears, gizmo type things running around in big machines. What are they? Asura. And are they good, bad? Yeah, they're good. They came up from underneath during Eye of the North. They were driven up by the minions of one of the dragons that woke. Not the one we're going to be fighting in Guild Wars 2, but they used to live underground, and now they don't because their tunnels got taken over. And they are wickedly clever, and they think they're the leader of everything. And think of, um, yeah, think of Dexter. Um, Also think of Brain from Pinky and. I, I actually had brain for the last three days, but that's a tale for later on in the podcast. Um, Are you thinking what I'm thinking, Pinky? I think so, brain, but where are we going to find a tattoo parlor at this time of night? Zoink. Actually, didn't the voice actor who played brain voice Vec? Mm-hmm. He did, but, he had, but I mean, it sounded like he really did had no motivation for the part. Yeah, he kind of phoned that one in, but I still love that Well, guy. no one really had any motivation for their part in Guild Wars, so whatever, can't really blame him. True. If um, in the original Guild Guild Wars 2, one of the big selling points is that it's not going to be a grindy game. So it's not going to be like, yeah, I'm level 10. Now I've got to go and collect 60 of these and then go get 40 of those and then go run from here to here to here. And then I'll be level 11. It's going to be interactive, real time experience gaining. So is the first game like that or is the first game a bit of a grind fest? Well, at the start of Guild Wars... It was mainly a PvP game, and the PvE game was mainly just to get you ready for PvP. Then they created uh, PvP characters pretty much right at release that made, allowed you to make a PvP character immediately. So there was really that vibe that it wasn't very grindy. You didn't have to uh, go through all of these. You didn't have to jump through hoops in order to get to the good stuff, which ArenaNet's idea of good stuff was the PvP content. Of course, people really like the PvE content, so they c- continually made stuff that catered to PvE. So I'd say for someone that's just coming into Guild Wars now, getting all the expansions and all the other, um, getting all the other games like Nightfall and Factions, I'd say they'd think there is a bit of grind in the game because there are like a whole bunch of different things added it through the expansions that kind of make you want to continually do some, a repetitive action over and over and over again. You know, as much as I've played WoW in the past, though, even from that perspective, they would still think it was very minimal, comparatively speaking. Oh, yeah, definitely. But the here's the thing is, uh, you're right, that they were trying to sell it as a PvP game, but ArenaNet went and screwed up, and they hired awesome artists and really good writers that were way better than other MMO writers. So people <laughs> that play the game are like, wow, I'm into this story, and it's already over, except for Prophecies. Prophecies can suck a butt, because I started in Factions, and Factions was awesome. Factions was too fast. Factions, the Kining City was just a bunch of boxes. All their walls were cardboard. But every everything else... Oh, I else... loved it. Oh, God. Dude, dude, it was like... Okay, have you ever heard about the uh, Kowloon District in uh, China? No. It was basically what Kining was based on. Um, oh. Sometime way back when, um, when Hong Kong was taken over by the British, there was a district that was never actually taken over. By, Brit- by the British, and it was still technically Chinese land, and it was called the Kowloon like neighborhood. And the thing is, is that people, like immigrants, went into the Kowloon district, so there was a lot of people. 
the thing is they didn't have that much land. It was just like a neighborhood, right? So they built up and up and up and up. In See, 1935 any... or so, or 1965, I think they tore it down. But if you were to go in there, you and you were at the very bottom, you wouldn't be able to see the sky. There's See, I don't so have any points. problem with the aesthetics of Kaineg City. It's just so freaking hard to get around. Yeah, there's. it's a logistics nightmare. Maybe you should not be a noob. <laughs> yeah, I'm gathering that. Ooh, that was hard. <laughs> you know, it'll be so great when we can go there in Guild Wars 2 and actually jump. And if I'm up at the top and I see what I need is down at the bottom, I can go. And I don't have to backtrack all over the place. Yeah, I'll just torch the place down. Yeah, so <laughs> we get back to Kantha eventually. You'll be a fire elementalist in Kainang City and people will be like, Get him! Out of here! <laughs> no, I'd be a char with my charzuka. And your charloom underpants. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> What were you going to say, Smithy? I was just going to say, hey, has it already been confirmed what locations are going to stay? Because it is set a few hundred years after the original, isn't it? So surely some of the cities will be missing in the new game. Yeah, what's going to happen is the um, we're getting Skype messages, and this is typically bad news because in Skype it's someone going, oh my god, I can't talk. No, never mind. It's just people making commentary on what's going on here. We're going to call that the chat room. Hi, chat room. How are you guys doing? Anyway. Um, Sorry, I was coughing out of control. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening in the, as far as locations is over 250 years, you know, the continents are going to shift a little and the land formations are going to change a bit. So there's some of that. And then there's one old city that was like the city where the gods dwelled. That was overrun before Guild Wars. And in Guild Wars 2, there's an evil, I don't want to say evil, but a corrupted dragon like Primal Dragon, the big boss named Zaitan. He raises that land up above back so it's above the sea but it's really corrupted and nasty you don't you don't want to go there unless you've been dead people yeah if, you, if you've seen 28 days later and you thought gee i wish i was there okay cool i mean maybe to go meet killian this is for you yeah <clears throat> so cool um, um yeah but mostly you'll have the same cities the cultures and the nations kind of have mixed around and changed a lot though they said that they wouldn't um have the cantha and night and uh elona land masses open up immediately so i'm pretty sure that would means that it's going to be expansion territory mm -hmm. which is fine by me definitely i like the fact that they've given us reasons why we can't go there i mean we can't go to cantha because zaitan's taken over the the ocean the with waterway. all of his undead things and we yeah. can't go to elona because one there's a dragon in the way and two there's an undead evil warlord that we let out during nightfall so we know why spoilers yeah, yeah. so now we know why from ArenaNet's standpoint we don't want to go there because that's expansion territory. That's where a little bit of money is going to be made for them so they can keep making the game. But also, through lore, they're like, hey, RP nerds, here's something for you too. This is why you can't go. So everybody's smiling, whether you're in cosplay Sailor Moon underwear or not. <laughs> I just made so much fun of RPers. I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. It's okay, though. I'll probably get, I'll probably get a call from Captain Martin Long saying, yeah, stick it to him. I love to roleplay, though, so I, I'm not offended. No, so do I, especially in the bedroom. So the next question is... Um... <laughs> By the way, Smithy is going to be a dad soon, which probably goes without saying, having heard that. But anyway, continue, sir. Yes, no, thank you. I am. My, uh, my wife is almost halfway through the dreaded thing that's known as pregnancy, which is a wonderful, magical time, except for the father Pain and, and the mother. Um, she <laughs> often tells me, don't worry, I hate the world, not just you. 
So um, yeah, yeah, she's not sleeping much, and uh, I'm paying the price for that. So um, she's having yeah. one of those really nasty pregnancies, though, that really is unfair to the woman, because typically she's a peach, from what I can tell. Yeah, she is the nicest lady you'd ever meet. Yeah, so that sucks. Yeah, definitely. But um, that would be worth it in the end once you've got a little thing to dress up in silly clothes and make fun of for the next 20 years. It's um, Yeah, it must be good fun. Wait, Uriah does that to me, but go ahead. <laughs> you failed. Okay, yeah. Um, next question is, as, as silly as this may sound, um, can I play with you? And I mean that in the simple, oh, I want to play with you, but also in the... Is it like, wow, do you have, um, obviously you've got different servers, I imagine. One server can't cope with all of the players. But um, can you play cross-continent or what are the restrictions? Oh, yes. For Guild Wars um, 2, they said that they would um, make it so that it would be just like Guild Wars 1, but there would be limits um, to the number of people that could be in the quote-unquote server. You can move freely between these servers and there will be PvP competitions between these servers. Which are called worlds. My question about this is, okay, so let's look at WoW, since Smithy and I played it. WoW has multiple realms, which are also servers, per continent. So you have your European servers, and you have your American servers. You can't go between those... I mean, you can't even go between servers on the same continent in that game, which they have confirmed in Guild Wars 2. You will be able to on the fly. You'll say, I want to go to, if you're a WoW player, say you're like... I'm on Earthen Ring right now, but I want to go to Sentinels because I like hanging out with nubcakes. So you decide that, and you just click a little button, and you're there. That's awesome. But I haven't read anything confirming that you can say, I don't want to be on American Earthen Ring. I want to be on, you know, European... European Earthen Ring. Hell Hell Scream or whatever, you know? I can't imagine that they would take that functionality away because it does exist in Guild Wars right now. Yep. Um, you can go to your international servers, or you can go specifically to the to the other language servers. Oh, if we can, I I will have someone's babies. So currently, if I was to load up Guild Wars One, create a character, I could just jump on and play with you guys straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Very if you have a friend in Italy, you could play with him as well. I don't. I don't have many friends, Chaz. But thanks for bringing that up. And just if you, saying, if you just were saying, if you had if you had a friend who had Guild Wars and you wanted to play together, you wouldn't be um, in any way hampered because um, you're in different uh, I don't know language language zones or uh, or uh, continents. And if you some are like that, where they actually make uh, different realms that you can't really traverse through. And if you were a single English DJ type person and you decided you wanted to play it with people from Botswana and meet your future fiancé, you could do that as well. I make, I'm, I'm playing that. Kiss Up to Tasha now because I've been so mean to her. I don't think... I think she'll take it all in uh, good fun. Uh, you don't know I Tasha. Don't know. <laughs> well, no, she's English, right? Stick up her lip. <laughs> exactly. I'm just joking. It's going to be fine. Um, Chicken and the Egg, who fought up the dragon thing first? Because it seems a bit coincidental that the next two biggest... Well, I know Guild Wars 2 is an expansion, but it's a huge release. Um, so, Purple Dragon, Orange, Yellow Dragon. Who come oh. up with the dragon stuff first. You're thinking of the Shatner and Deathwing from Cataclysm? Yes. Um, the Shatner actually is not the big boss of Guild Wars 2. It is a dragon, uh, but it's a very But there are big bigger dragon. dragons. It's like it's like enormous, huge, like you could see it on the horizon type size dragon, this other one. So, um, but who thought of it first? Uh, Guild Wars was already working its way towards dragons in the original game. 
And uh, when they announced Guild Wars 2, they were already very clear. And this was like three or four years ago. We all remember going, oh, my God, how long is this going to take? But it's obviously taken a while. Um, they they talked about that. And this is another thing I've thought about in that way is the underwater combat. Guild Wars 2 has it also. You know, Cataclysm is like, we have underwater worlds. Well, half of Guild Wars 2 is underwater as well. Uh, that was announced a long time ago. Now, that's not to say that one or the other is copying each other. These are kind of the areas I could see any MMO striving to be the one in the lead. This is where I could see them turning because, you know, they notice that in a lot of MMOs where you can swim, they go, people enjoy that. So let's expound upon that. So both of them seem to have just taken the same <clears throat> next linear step. And people also love the crap out of dragons. So that could be the case as well with these. But you're right. The Shatner looks a hell of a lot like Deathwing. When, if you really want like a... Um, a if you really want like a real set in stone kind of answer, which came first, Deathwing or the dragons from Guild Wars, neither. They're both unoriginal concepts in fantasy. Someone has made a big dragon as an end boss before, and it probably was in D and D. Don't forget Peach Dragon. That was pretty ferocious. <laughs> the first people to come up with the dragon were Dragon Naturally Speaking signature. I don't know George and the Dragon. Maybe. So okay. Okay. Um. Last one. And this is the biggie, and this is what I'm sure everybody who doesn't already play Guild Wars is wondering. And that is, with all of the content they're putting out there, with the artwork, with the game designers coming to the front and talking about what they want to achieve, the whole kind of ethos of Guild Wars 2, which is really refreshing, can it be as good as it looks? Will it deliver? Do you think they've got the product that they're promoting at the moment when it finally launches? Do you think it will be as good as it looks I think the really special thing about ArenaNet that I haven't seen any other companies do is that they don't talk about something until they've got it finished and it's working. Like, other game companies will tell you, yeah, well, we're going to put, oh, let's just say we're going to put underwater com combat in the game. ArenaNet won't tell you about it until they know they've got it working and that it can be done. So, Blizzard has a a design philosophy where they go pretty much balls to the walls for everything. They make everything as awesome as they can, and then they roll out nerfs to bring everything back into alignment. Arena Networks kind of the opposite way. They'll be very quiet and they won't tell you about anything until they've got it working and they've got it working right and how they want it to. So that instead of being frustrated that you got this awesome thing and now it's being taken away, you're being su pleasantly surprised by, oh, I didn't expect this, but look at it, it's awesome. I think of it as sort of like, um, for uh, Blizzard, they're patching the game kind of like anyone would patch a game, really. But when ArenaNet tries to um, balance things out, they it's almost like they're trying to balance out a card game, like a collectible card game. Like They really make sure, they take the time to look through everything, make sure everything is peachy, and there's like no incredibly crazy powerful combinations that are just out of this world and just too hard too big for people to really control instead when they do have to like change it they really change it in ways that i think that i feel anyway um address the core issues so Chaz, how do you why things how do you hmm? feel how do you feel about how long it's taken to get the dervish changes done i just figure because of packs and GamesCon and all that stuff there and the fact that the, the live team is in fact uh, involved in those situation in those uh what's it called in those events 
that they pretty much had their hands full in that with that. Well, I mean, I guess what I was trying to drive at was a lot of people. If you look at the way that the community responds to how long the internet takes to make a change, it's always, oh, this is going to take forever. Oh, this is going to take so long. But when you look at the broader picture of the overall development of the game and what people think of it, their perspective is always that, well, at least when they did it, it was done and it was right. Instead yeah. of constant flip-flopping that you see in other MMOs. And so, you know, you remember, Smithy, how I was on the face roll show about Blizzard where oh yeah, Trevin, Trevin would talk about, oh, there's going to be some this change going on and wow. And, you know, it sounded real great. And I'd be like, eh, I don't know about that. It's because that's how I learned to be about that company. Because it was just like, yeah, but yeah. they're just saying that. They, Who knows? It's going to suck probably. Where with the re-internet, you'll notice that I don't have that attitude. When they say they've got something done, I don't sit there and go, oh, well, <laughs> Yeah, but this they're going to forget about this other take on the situation. Instead, it's, yeah, I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, like when Arena said, we're going to buff Mesmers, and they brought the Mesmer, uh, what is it, the Mesmer updates. Okay, so there were some PvP issues, but for PvE, Mesmers are awesome now. Mm-hmm. And then before then, when they said that they would fix Shadow Form and Spellbreaker and other such abilities that work along those lines, they did. Same thing with warriors and how they use hammers and how they use tactics. There's a few good changes in there that really um, were solid. Same thing with the ritualist. And I can see that they're just taking their time, making sure they get everything right for the dervish. In World of Warcraft, they say, when it, okay, for World of Warcraft, they have this gimmick stat that they added just for PvP called Resilience. <laughs> when the new expansion was released, and this is why I kind of hate WoW, so this is a r- almost ranty, but I'm going to try and make it as little as make it, uh, the rant as small as possible when they released the new expansion everyone received new abilities and damage overall was up way up and the thing is that resilience was made so that pvp wasn't all big damage and spikes it was about coordinated coordinating yourself and um sl- and kind of improving yourself with, through your gear by getting a stat that increased your uh player versus player survive survivability i guess you'd call it um when the expansion was released, the stat, the resilience stat didn't scale very well at all, and it basically turned PvP into a face roll. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. And then they kept adding new. Th- they kept saying, "Okay, we're going to change resilience in this way." They did. Nothing changed. Same thing. They chewed to do it again. Nothing changed. Same thing. So WoW players get used to this, expecting a lack of forethought. Where I would say with Guild Wars, don't don't worry about that. It yeah, may happen, Wars, but that's changes not. Changes are slow. Yeah. But with WoW, it's more like it's kind of like almost like the Microsoft policy where the the customers are the beta testers. Yeah, Blizzard. How long is it going to take to get my tabbed browsing? <laughs> yeah. So okay. Um, I suppose it's that. different strokes for different folks. There's I don't know. Some people like having a lot of different updates and the game changing rapidly in a short period of time. That's cool. Some people don't. Some people like having a stable world where you say, if I pick skill A, it's not going to change all that much. It's still going to be the skill that I use for um, for tactic B. Mm-hmm. That's exactly, actually, that's exactly how I felt about WoW and Guild Wars. It's one of the reasons, one of the things that contributed to my burnout was I was tired of relearning a game every two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think, Smithy? Folks. Um, I think if I had more time, I'd pro- I definitely would have tried out Guild Wars 1 by now, just from listening to your previous 
podcasts and seeing how infused you all are with the game. Um, you, the positivity doesn't come across from people who play a game unless the game is still quality. And for an old game like that, um, it's very insurance. So I'd still I'd be playing Guild Wars One now if I had the time. Guild Wars Two. I'll make the time. Regardless, I'll definitely purchase that game and try it out. Um, I can't really think of a better promotion of a game than Guild Wars 2. I don't know if it's probably as widespread as it could be in terms of enough people are picking up on it. Um, but in terms of what ArenaNet and NCSoft are doing, it's just it's pretty phenomenal stuff. You know, the artwork they're putting out there, the whole, as I said before, the ethos behind the game, the mindset. It's just... Um, it is like the ultimate MMO being made by MMO lovers. It's, it's, uh, it's exciting stuff. One thing I would uh, advise people to do if you want to help Guild Wars 2 get out there is I think this episode is going to be very good for steering your friends that don't play Guild Wars or Guild Wars 2 or care. Sending this episode to them. Say, hey, you should check out this podcast. You know, you guys should do that. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely get out there. you got to help. It's, it's community. Uh, it's a community, community thing playing an MMO. So, um Get out there, tell your friends, get them to listen to my stupid questions and hear these guys' insightful answers. And uh, hopefully we can all get on there and buy the game and get a hefty commission from ArenaNet when it comes out. <laughs> mass, migrate, <laughs> mass migrate to Guild Wars 2 today. After all, World of Warcraft, the new expansion, is going to make you have to redo everything anyway. <laughs> And it, that is spot on now. I mean, you're exactly right with what you said, Tiger. I don't really play WoW too much at the moment. I'm just playing a low-level character with a wife. But I know if ever I do want to jump back on my main and start playing, especially once Cataclysm hits, it's going to take me maybe a month of uh, casual play before I know my rotations, know what this means, know what that means. And sometimes it just makes you not want to go back, knowing that everything's been reinvented and some guy who's been playing a month can outplay you. So yeah, Guild Wars does. Uh, I, I'll definitely be trying it out anyway. Yeah, we. Um, if you get it on Steam, it's super cheap. And then there's there's a few other venues you can go through that Guild Wars is for all the campaigns and stuff. It can be rather cheap. I think some guys are getting it for forty or fifty bucks. And like, don't forget everyone. The whole thing. Don't forget everyone. Steam is now available on Apple. So yeah. Yeah, and you can be part of our Steam community if you go that way. So because I think I think Guild Wars wasn't always available on Apple at the start. Well, it's was still it? not supported on Apple, is yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I think Steam is supported on Apple, but I don't know if the Guild Wars is going to be. Really? Really? But That's weird. I do know that Guild Wars works with Wine. So if, if you're a, right. a Unix okay. user, like Apple or Linux, and you use Wine to play other programs, Guild Wars is compatible with it. And Boot Camp. Before so. you explain that, so many listeners would have been like, wow, Tiger's a juice freak. She sits there again half cut while she's playing games. That is me right there. I drink a lot of Cabernet. But uh, is that all your questions, Smithy? Yeah, I mean, I could ask all day. We could go into intricacies of, you know, what's the equivalent of this? What's the equivalent of that? And I've read up some. I think most people who have heard of Guild Wars 2 are going to check out the site. They're going to have a look at the classes that have been announced already. They're going to be making comparisons in their head. Um, There's websites like your own where you can go to ask questions. So mine really was just, you know, the stuff that I've covered I think everything else you discover as you play is somebody's listening to your podcast and hopefully they've already committed to the idea of purchasing the game and giving it a try when it comes out anyway. Yeah. And the 
the really I think the best thing about Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2 is you can buy the game and try it out and if you don't like it well you don't have to keep up a subscription so you can set it down and pick it back up as often as you like there's yeah. no obligate you don't feel obligated to keep up with it to get your money's worth yeah yeah speaking of that though in the class announcements I still haven't done a blog post about the necromancer I've gotten busy as crap like I can only really do this podcast because weekends exist um, I love my job, but I don't have time for basically anything else. So just a quick announcement. If anybody out there wants to be a blogger for a relatively now veteran site about Guild Wars 2, up on over to relicsofwar.com and send me a little um, application. I could use a couple. I can't offer pay or anything, but I mean, come on. It's a voice. It's a venue. You yeah. got to love it. Yeah. yeah. Sky will be blue. I heard it's going to be produced by ArenaNet. I heard you can use a keyboard with this game. I heard this game will work on Windows 7. I heard you'll need a monitor to play this I game. I heard that Norm are really tall. That's just speculation. Speculator's Corner. I got lazy for this. Uh, we got some emails that kind of feed the capacity to speculate, so we're going to read two of those. We got three of them total. But, um, okay, first one. Uh, it comes from... Did I even write down who it was? Jack Spinner. Jack Spinner says... I'm just catching up with my correspondence and found this collection of thoughts that I meant to send after episode number 11, but forgot. I blame old age, smiley face. This is mainly a question for Tasha, but I'll feel free to chip in. Tasha's thoughts on playing Ranger in the demo at Gamescom were quite interesting, and particularly this partic- particularly reg- regularly scheduled program. Anyone that knows John Leguizamo knows where I'm going with that, and I just totally interrupted this guy's email. Particularly the section on her pet being unresponsive. Of course, this is a common complaint by the Guild Wars 1 community as well, or Guild Wars Classic, you know. So, I wondered, if Tasha plays Beastmaster much in Guild Wars 1... Oh, I wondered if Tasha plays Beastmaster. I love my pets and play with them often, particularly farming totem axes and shards in the Wailing Forest and Fisher of Woe, mainly for Foo, or F-U, whatever that is, he's cussing at me, is an effective way to learn and hone pet control skill. Personally... I feel that pets get bad press because the players just don't understand pet mechanics. I'm not suggesting this applies to any of you. Any thoughts on that so far? The yeah, problem, definitely. Okay, I see. Okay, I see where this guy's coming from. I've played a lot with the pet, and I always tried to make it so that it could, you know, be viable. But overall, and overall, I, I don't know. It can hold its own. The problem is, is that given the info you're given, you're given about the pet in game, it's not enough to tell you about the pet shortcomings and how the player can cognitively um, think, okay, so given that the pet pet is unresponsive when it switches a target and it takes two seconds for it to attack back, how do I change my play style to account for this? Instead, all they see is, my pet's not attacking. What the heck? This is stupid. I'm making another character. Or I'm changing my character's build around. I think that there was just more communication about the limitations of the pet because obviously I understand, because maybe the, you know, there's a, um, a reason for this. Maybe the reason why the pet can't auto-switch targets so quickly is because in PvP, they don't want to have that functionality where you can just quickly hard-switch to a target and attack it. What were you going to say, Mr. Wow Beastmaster Smithy? Exactly, that's all. Like, when I hear oh. Beastmaster and pet in the same paragraph, I just get a little bit tingly and excited. I didn't realize there were Beastmasters or oh, pets. Yeah. It sounds like the pets in Guild Wars One probably aren't quite as responsive as in WoW. I don't well, know. I've not, um, but I definitely want to check it out. Will there be uh, the beast? Is Beastmaster like a tree within 
a no, profession. See, this is what you're going to love because in the old show, Smithy and I used to talk about how he plays a hunter in WoW. And they have a tree that's the Beastmaster. And if you play a Beastmaster in WoW, you're an idiot. Because there are two other trees that they could be doing. And Smithy's like, yeah, but I like being a Beastmaster. I know it's not the best, but I like it. Well, the ranger in Guild Wars 2 is a Beastmaster. That's it. That's all. That's their special gig. Is That's their, their play style. You will use your pet. And Do it you... will be a big portion of the play style. I think if there's any proponent of what they're... Um, if there's any proof that maybe ArenaNet's onto something with making this pure Beastmaster class, it's Smithy. Yes, yes. And they're called Ranger. How cool is that? Yeah. I'm a Ranger. It should just be called Ranger in brackets, badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Rangers in Guild Wars, the original game, um, they're pretty, they make pretty formidable Beastmasters as compared to WoW Beastmasters, to be honest. But the the control of your pets is a little more limited. I mean, you can't even make macros, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit sketchy, but the ranger in Guild Wars 2 has that cool, but asleep-looking kind of panther sat next to them, which is pretty pimp. I like that. Mm-hmm. Or the moa of death. Terror bird. Yeah, if you start out as a human, you'll get to choose between a dog, a bear, and a moa. And if you choose a char, you get to choose between a panther, a devourer, which is like a two-tailed scorpion, or a drake, which is a lizard thing. Mini dragon type. Mini dragon. Yeah. See, already I'm thinking char plus panther equals win. Yeah. This sounds pretty cool. I don't even know what a char is. But, a char is, you know, he's one of those cat people we were talking about. Oh, cool. You see, I'm so thinking So Smithy and I can are. run around having super fun cat time together. Yeah, and I'll be, yes. the, I'll be the Asura, like, necromancer who comes along and is like, hey, nubcakes, check this out. Boom, I'm a shadow. And I'll be like, screw your pets. I don't need that because I am Norn. <laughs> I got a beard gut. Who needs an army? I'm a Norn. And a beard. This <laughs> in the beard. So the rest of the email says, well, as the pet is an integral part of the Guild Wars 2 Rangers character mechanic, it is obvious, obviously of no use if the pet is actually unresponsive. In Guild Wars 1, the two main causes of pets appearing unresponsive are, in my opinion, one, out of aggro. The pet must be explicitly ordered to attack a specific target via pet control panel and skill usage. They will not attack out of aggro unless both conditions are met. If both conditions are met, they will attack instantly from flatbow range or a shade outside. Then he says, number two, pets annoyingly can stand around amidst the enemy, in which case they are body blocked or blocked by a terrain feature. No body blocking in Guild Wars 2, so that won't apply, though terrain blocking will, I assume. He says, thoughts from the floor, enjoying the shows, Jack the Ripper. I mean, Jack the Spinner. I spit. Jack Spinner. I like Jack the Ripper. I like that. You're Jack the Ripper now. Or Jack the Spinner, whatever you prefer, sir. But those are your options. I thought you said Jack the Spitter, which (laughs) is just pretty gross for a game podcast. Thoughts from the floor? I think we already gave our thoughts on that. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, God. When the the pet gets terrain blocked, oh, it's so annoying because you don't know that. And then when you realize that your pet's like two miles away, you're like, oh, why bother? You want to know what I think about it when I play my ranger? Mm. Never mind, I don't play my ranger. <laughs> You're going to so have ranger have... envy once we're running around there and I got my badass cat. Oh, those those rangers in Guild Wars 2? I mean, okay, so they're the ones I care about the least, I'll be honest. But I still care about them. They look cool. Man, if you see their uh, whirling defense, oh, Smithy's probably going to have to go get a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> Just saying. Have you seen yeah. the skill videos for the ranger, Smithy? I haven't. Oh, dude. Oh, goodness. Anyone who's ever expressed any interest or even heard of Guild Wars 2, 
please go to the website and check out those videos. They don't really represent actual gameplay. It'll just be like, you know, these are the kind of abilities that you might see in the game. And this is a, the quality of the video of the abilities. Yeah, guildwars2.com. We have some on our site, but I'd go to guildwars2.com. Yeah, it's better. I just put that there for convenience. So, okay, we got another email that I want to use for speculation. It says, It should be emphasized that the demo was a showcase for the game and many of the things could have been accentuated to be more showy. Yes, well, the thing is, last episode we didn't do that because the episode before that we did a lot. Oh, this email's from Book, by the way. So, Book. Our own Shepherd Book. Yes, Shepherd Book. He's um, he's the uh, spiritual leader of my ship. Can I be Mal? Uh, I will challenge you for that title, sir. Oh, man. Only if I get to be uh, Jane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess since I'm oh, driving okay. the ship, I'm the other guy who was on uh, B. I want to be Nathan Fillion. He's a badass. He is. But, yeah, I, I guess I could be Jane. I don't, I'd see you more as a Jane, to be honest. You kind of got that funny, sarcastic thing. But um, hey, yeah, Tiger hey. would definitely... <laughs> Smithy, your brain is missing. Oh, crap. You <laughs> said that. <laughs> Um, Tiger would definitely be Marina Bakuin, whose character's name I can't remember. And I think Tasha would fit the, uh, what was the cute mechanic's name? I can't remember her name. Uh, Kaylee. Kaylee, yeah. I don't definitely. actually know what you're talking about. Oh, have you ever seen you Firefly? Should... Oh, you haven't seen Firefly? No. Gosh, I don't watch TV. No, no, go to Hulu.com. It's on there. Okay. It is the single greatest that. show that has And then ever... after you see all 20 episodes, watch the movie. Yeah, Serenity. Okay, it was wait. by Just Whedon, and it is really cool. You'd enjoy it. It's got lots of hunky men in there for you, but it's also really well written and funny. So, um, check it out. <laughs> so anyway, book is probably sitting there going, okay. Um, <laughs> well, that was a tangent if I ever saw one. <laughs> so he also says, as far as elites, I've always wanted the elite, or I'm sorry, the elites to be elite versions of the normal skills, like prot spirit, ten seconds, ten percent reduction, and elite shielding, elite shielding spirit, sixteen seconds, and sixteen percent reduction. So, uh, yeah, I, I can go along with that. I have a feeling we're not going to see so much of a adherence to that motif of elites are elite versions of regular skills. We might have a lot that are just, this skill is the only one that does this sort of thing, and it's an elite. And that's probably well, because... there's a variety. There's a, a bit more variety in the elites. Yeah, yeah. So you, you'll have some, I'm sure, that are, but I don't think all yeah. of them. That's kind of how... Like, it'd be kind of cool to have, like, you know, that Rampage is one ability... And then maybe, or maybe have replace that for so you have less pressure overall, but you also have like an ability that you can keep continually using, and it provides something that's useful. I don't know. I'm well, just we used know to the, the Guild Wars model. So there's we there's, know the racial skills. Sorry, we know the racial skills will be less powerful versions of the regular skills. Right. Will they be available for PvP, or did they even say anything about that? I don't know. Okay. They haven't talked about PvP yet. So there'll be Rampage's yeah. one, and then Encroach's one. That's the only joke I was trying to make. I know. <laughs> okay, anyway. And then he says, The Shatner is a great name. Thanks, Tiger Feet. Although, I'm getting a good vibe from Crack at the Court. <laughs> nice. Way to go, Google Voice Transcript. You are awesome. Uh, following Tasha's was seems to work. Book, were you drinking? Okay. Following Tasha's was seems to work. Well, this guy's a very good writer, but this is strange. For me, when I'm helping He's others... He's hyped up on coffee. He can't... Yeah. He's just, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so following... He's everywhere right now. It seems to work well for me when I'm helping others who are lost. Having them look over... Uh, yeah, over the, their map. <laughs> I love you, book. Having them look over their map while you are looking at Wiki. Ask them about towns they have until you, you get to one that they don't have. Take a step back and look to who gives the previous quest and who gives the reward. You should be able to find out where they are quickly. 
That's good advice. And then he also says, Boobisoft, really? Nice addition to the dynamics of the show. Yeah, I know. I agree. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Another great and informative show. Keep up the good work. Book. So we've done... Thanks, Shepard. We've done a good amount of speculation without having to give me any brain damage to think up the topic. You guys, thank you. You can go ahead and send us emails that feed these segments so that when I write up the show outlines, I can be kind of a zombie about it. I won't complain. I got brains. It's <laughs> a good idea since... The rest of us don't help at all. Probably should. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're just, I don't feel like we're, it. Yeah, I don't know. We're pretty lazy. Or even better, <laughs> send in calls that facilitate the segments of the show. Especially for Togo Soapbox. As a new player to Guild Wars. Oh, Togo, I just want to get through this already. Shut up! Which the question for today that I made up is... I, where is it? Oh, I don't like the armor sets that are available for my profession. I don't know what I just said. What can I do? So, so the question was, if you don't like the armor sets available to per, to your profession, what can you do? Yes, there you go. Um, okay. There's a couple things you can do, and I've written them down in the show outline so you guys don't even have to think. Or you can say, well, Ryan's ideas were retarded. Here are some better ones, but go ahead. <laughs> well, so you have several options. You can make a new character if you're really into that. I don't know. You should play what you want to play and not be too worried about um, what your character looks like. Because there's probably some combination of armor and items, whether they be elite or not, that will work for you, and you'll like the look of it. Um, even then, you still have some options. You can um, ArenaNet over the uh, over the months has released costume sets. Basically, you pay some a microtransaction, and you get access to these costumes that you can place on your character, and it gives them like a cool little look. You can also using the um, Guild Wars die system, you can change the colors and, you know, give it your own little special look to the armor. Um, the costumes can't be used in PvP, so you're out of luck there, but they can be used everywhere else. And then there is also the mixing of the armor sets, which is something I did for a long time on my Elementalist. Um, what did I do? I think I had the ancient armor gloves on my dude, and then pretty much the rest of it was Istani. Just the regular stuff, because I thought that was the coolest looking elementalist armor. Um, so you can mess around. Like, go ahead and look up the armor sets available to your profession and kind of imagine what the various ones would look like with each other. And anybody out there is bored and you're really good at software programming and you know how to get into the Guild Wars models, make a little application where we can sit there and mix stuff up with our armor. I would toy with that actually, for days. Yeah. Funny you should actually, mention that. You I can think actually go Tasha to, uh... might be working on something. Who? Oh, really? That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm, I mentioned WoW Model Viewer to her, and we're emailing back and forth a little bit right now. Nothing nothing for sure yet. We've still got to look into the EULA to make sure we're not going to get sued. But Hey, we love you, Tasha. <laughs> anyway, also, um, if, you really don't, if you really are having some trouble and you want to see what certain armor looks like, you can make a thread on Guild Wars Guru and ask for a, and ask for a armor request. Someone will Photoshop it or what? Uh, no, someone, if they actually have that design on their character, they can actually, oh. and they look at Guru, they'll actually take a screenshot and submit it to the Guru so you can see it. That's cool. It's been up there since like the beginning. I think it's still active even. So yeah, that's an option. That's almost a pro tip right there. See my segue there? Speaking of <laughs> pro tip. Um, can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about the things? Excellent. Let the people have their pro tip sauce. Speaking of pro tips, uh, you guys keep talking about key bindings in past episodes. What keys do you use for your key bindings? 
Tiger, would you like to go first? Sure, because mine's pretty simple. The only keybinds I use are on uh, my two mouse buttons. I've got a five-button mouse, so I've got the left click and the right click, and then I've got two, normally they're forward and back buttons in your browser. But I have those bound to my, let's see, there's my six and seven key, because five is easily reachable. Normally I have my fingers on one through four, but if I need to use five, I can just move one key over. And then my eight key I usually have set for a skill I don't use use very often, like um, Unyielding Aura, because I usually play a UA monk, so I just hit that skill at the beginning, and then I don't have to worry about hitting it ever again. And then I've got two reasonably frequently used skills on seven and eight, which I've just got bound to my mouse. Speaking of UA, I would like the ability to keybind any enchantment that I want to remove. That way I can beat Tiger at the removal of my UA and res faster. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, that would be. Actually, uh, so some of the keybinds I use, I don't know. I play a Dervish, and the Dervish playstyle right now is pretty stupid um, to achieve maximum damage and therefore uh, maximum effectiveness. I just press 1, 2, 3, 4, switch to the next target, 4, 1, 2, 3. Wow. And then I see space to victory. When, pe- when people say C space, C is basically a tab target. It targets the nearest enemy unit. Mm-hmm. And, then if you, and then if you press space bar, you automatically run to the, the guy and attack him. And then, say, I, I have a hard time reaching the number row, and I don't know why. I mean, my hands are kind of small for a guy that's six foot tall, but they're not that small. I just have a hard time with that. I can hit one pretty easy. So most of my key bindings are the ones that are near my left hand but are not in use for other things like Q and E. Well, which one? What else was there? X, C. Um, that's pretty much it. So one through four are Q, E, X, C, and F. And then all the remaining ones I put on one, two, and three. But a lot of people can actually just use the default settings, which is just one through eight. You know, the first four, easily reachable, so make those the most used. And then the others are the ones you occasionally got to tap. Yep. And uh, and for everyone who's thinking what's the most, um, what's the best way to uh, keybind your stuff, it, there's really no best way. It's all just muscle movement in the end. So just find, a, find something that works, experiment, get used to it, and you'll be pro. Yep. And we received another pro tip in the comments for the last episode. I usually don't dig out of the comments. There's too many places I could dig from. But Johnny Ten said something pretty cool about last week's pro tips about moving your templates around for your skill builds and stuff. He said you can also make subfolders in slash guild wars slash templates. And then he said slash skills. So you can put all your assassin builds in an assassin folder and the same for other professions. It'll show up properly in guild wars. So thank you, Johnny Ten, who is twice the Johnny, well, Johnny cool. Five from guildwarsforum.com. Yeah. So, Smithy, what do you think of keybinding? I like it. I uh, do keybinding in WoW. Um, my main keybind has always been my scroll wheel. My main shot is uh, scroll down. So, whenever I'm in a raid, I'm just scrolling down all the time. Or scroll up is heal my pet, for instance. So, yeah, I'm a big keybinder. Um, I've never been one to really bind letters. I always primarily go with numbers um, and a few other odd keys. But that's... Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I wish I had a, a numpad on this laptop and I would be able to just bind using the numpad. I would be lost without my numpad. i tell you <laughs> what people are going to be freaked out about in Guild Wars 2, though, is having to spatially, um, you know, if you want to you attack, a, or I'm sorry, if you want to heal a person, you actually kind of have to visually click on them to heal them. 
which Guild Wars yeah. Classic kind of throws you under the bus for anyway. Yeah. Um, in WoW, I was one of those people who hit Shift V so that their health bars would appear above them. And then I'd look for the health bar that's the lowest and heal that way. And people are like, I'm not even in your party. How'd you know I was going to die? It's like, really? <laughs> I think that's why they they made the glowing auras around the different characters. Yeah. So you can in Guild Wars 2. Who. Yeah. When I first saw them, I absolutely hated them. I thought they were the ugliest thing ever. But I can see how useful they're going to be. So I guess I'll learn to get – I'll get used to it. That and I bet you can turn Perhaps those off. Have, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Okay. So, um, in wrapping the show up, let's move on to the emails that are left. Um, right, I gotta play a call from our call today. Let me pull it up, and I will play it for you guys right here. Yes, this is the, uh, Realist of Ore podcast. This is Captain Martin Long. This is Carl Eagleman. Hey, Brad! Let me this phone for offering you a pretty good situation just in order in order for you to help with monetary financial sector situation we got down here in Iraq. So how about you guys deal deal with this subject a little more respect? <clears throat> hey brother, get down and give me So it comes from the butts of Chinese worms. We were talking about how good he was and the fact that um, Martin Long sounded like such an angry gentleman who also had an issue with too much phlegm and bodily air coming out of him. <laughs> Love um, yeah, he ought to get that looked at. I'll be sure. To, I mean, he'll be sure to do that. <laughs> okay, and then we also, uh, I am leaning away from the microphone, so I sound like piss. Let me get closer again. Okay, so, hi guys, how's it going? Not bad, good? you? I'm doing excellent. Let's check out this email here that we got from Tom Cools. What kind of a last name is that? A cool last name. It's a cool name. one. That's pro. Tom Cools, you are a blessed man. Uh, he says, hey, Relics of War team. I spoke with whoever it is that plays on the Relics of War account in Guild Wars and told him or her... I'm trying to scroll up and my thing is jacked up. Hold on. Come on, you piece of dog poop. Who, who plays on that account? Just out of curiosity, who has the privilege of being Relics of War? Some nubcat. That is Ryan. Yeah. He says... And, uh, yeah, whoever it is that plays on the Relics of War account in Guild Wars and told him or her that I would send in my MP3 phone call. However, after listening to myself a few times, I realized that my voice just isn't meant for radio or podcasting. Since I respect your show, I decided to mail you instead of wrecking your show in my monotonous voice. Well, sir, you would have probably sounded better than Captain Martin Long. Oh, myself. Yeah, well, I think the only person here who sounds genuinely good and has a voice for this is uh, Tiger swiftly followed by ryan um and then Chaz, and i sound like dog meat if you were from the uk you'd know that my accent is regarded as the uh f-tard accent of the country it's just not cool so um i embarrass myself by jumping on here and i think you should too especially if you do have a funny voice so if you think it sounds silly then i'm sure we will and we can ridicule you for that which gives us good content for the show so next time just send it in yeah i mean if you listen to other podcasts <laughs> you'll quickly realize that People, most people that even make podcasts, and I hate to be a jerk here, and no, I'm not talking about Sean or anybody else that's in our podcasting community. We got some serious talent, but like if you go to look at WoW podcasts, there's all kinds of people out there who are like, it's not a day, working on top, intently blowing in the back. 
then there was silence. Well, that was accurate. Yeah, I think Ryan's actually blowing his microphone, doing his impression of <laughs> bad podcasters. This is like a self-fulfilling prophecy live on the recording, which isn't live. <laughs> Wait, he's still not back. Oh, this is great. We can hear you. You're just really quiet. You're in a box with Captain Martin Long. Get out of the box. Anyhow, I'll go ahead well, and finish well. the email. Um, he, sa- he continues to say, your show is great. I especially like the way you divide the show into different sections. That way it's very clear what is speculation and what are the real facts. I've been listening since show number one, and I think that you guys slash girls just get better every show. I've spoken with my some of my Europe Guild members about your show since I'm from Belgium myself, and we all agree. Your podcast is the best cod- podcast about Guild Wars out there. Keep up the good lo- look. Tom Cools. I can't read lead speak. Someone else want to do that? Society. He just replaced okay. all the eyes with the exclamation points. There's other numbers in there too, but and it says he did PS. Actually, so, oh, no, no, no. okay. So he, <laughs> one of the O's in of the O and of is a zero. That's and there's a dollar it. sign in there. There's a dollar sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Oh, there is a dollar sign. That's cool. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> the bit I like, though, this is probably like a subliminal alteration, but he actually says, keep up the good work. However, when Tiger said it, she said, keep up the good look, which speaks volumes about how she perceives herself in the mirror. So you must be looking good today. You're like, keep up the good look. Yeah. Did I, I did not say the- that. Did you say good luck? I imagine you're looking in the mirror this morning and going, hey, you, how you doing? <laughs> Sure you oh, did, didn't you? <laughs> um, uh, you're still really quiet, dude. <laughs> genuinely sounds like he's in a box. It's as if his microphone's outside the car and he's in the car with the doors closed. Oh, jeez. Skype is trying to make up for the loud noise of me blowing into the microphone and now it's just traumatized. We're gradually coming back up slowly now. Okay, yeah. so I could yammer on about something until Skype comes back into... Yeah, whatever. Tiger, go ahead. I'll just keep yapping over here. You're good. Hey, no, we're good. Hey, private, you won't get yeah. down to give me infinity. <laughs> no, you're back to normal now. You guys are silky boys. Silk comes from the butts of Chinese worms. <laughs> oh. That comes from Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Oh, P.S. Do you miss your companion cube as much as I miss mine? Yes, I miss my companion cube very much. I miss my companion cube. And then I don't know what is. I, I, I'm, I'm imagining something like skates from Booster Gold, which I'm sure hardly anybody listening to this will understand what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Whoa, Smithy. Was, you don't know what a companion yeah. cube is? No. Uh oh. <gasps> oh, I am so sorry. Burn it with Go fire. now. It is something <laughs> from Guild Wars, isn't it? I'm not losing major geek cred from something else. Oh, this is you are using, losing major geek cred because this isn't Guild Wars. This is Portal from Valve. Uh, you see. Oh, Smithy. Okay, for you. Up until now, I think people were going to write in and be like, dude, bring him back. Another one. Mm. Yeah. If it helps. Cube is. Mm. Um, Portal was never released in the UK. It was banned oh, really? for being. Yeah, it's just because the packaging was too orange and we don't allow orange in this country. So, um, yeah, there's no Portal here. <laughs> That's, That's the only so reason yes. I didn't know it. <laughs> the orange box? Oh, wow. What? Yeah. You can get it on Steam, though. No, Steam isn't allowed either. Anything with the letters E, A is banned. So we don't have any sports games either. Um, uh, yeah, That's for the so, best, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. There's no Tiger Woods. No, uh, you know, 
John Madden, NFL, any of those EA games. It's not even EA Sports over here. It's just sports. (laughs) Sports. Uh, That reminds me back on Cartoon Network when they had Morocco Mole. Or no, was it Droopy the Dog and um, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo and they're driving along. And he's like, did you know that in Morocco, Morocco Mole is just mole. Like, that was my that was the worst Shaggy impersonation ever. Let me show this again. Zoinks! Like, hey, Scoob. Yeah, I'm it sorry. sounded more like a uh, Pinky. That sounded more like who? Pinky. Oh. Pinky in the brain. I feel bad now. Like, hey, Scoob. Anyway. Better. Yeah, I'll work on that one. Um, we got no iTunes comments. Um, and that's okay, I guess. But please give us some more five stars. Those are welcome. Nothing else is. <laughs> And we, I got some notes for the uh, survey that we give out, kind of, which is done by PodTrack. So I'm sorry if they ask you questions that are too personal because I didn't write them. I don't, I've never taken the survey. They just said, hey, put this in there. I was like, sure, whatever. Anyway, um, the part that I pay specific, the part I pay specific attention to is the likes and dislikes section of the survey uh, feedback. And some notes I want to give you guys who have taken it. First of all, no, we cannot make the show longer. Uh, which is the probably the most asked for thing, but also to the one guy that actually thinks the show should be shorter. Are we the only podcast you've ever listened to? Because he's like, write a script and stick to it. How about you turn on your Channel 5 news and enjoy that instead? Because podcasts, they, are, they don't do that. We are for people who are working and are bored stiff about their jobs or their commutes. So we BS as long as possible to keep them happy. Seriously? Okay, yeah. that's it. I'm out of this podcast. Goodbye, people. <laughs> I'll see you. see you on the Channel 5 News, Chaz, for wherever you decide to go, be it Texas, the UK, or Canada. It um, just seems so ridiculous to ask to be shorter. Does I have a pause button on that device for well, a PC and iPod? I just think turn it off a little bit. A dominating point about the show often in there is that the humor is a strong point of ours. Personally, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> There's supposed to be irony to me doing the gacky sound after saying that I hadn't noticed. Oh. Well, you're the one editing afterwards, so you can make some sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you know, because listening to your shows, it is actually really funny. I didn't realize how much it happens post-show in the editing until I was actually part of it. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and then um, the impersonations are getting some love here. So how about we start getting some impersonation requests? And we'll see if Chaz ever does them again with me. Oh, I guess people really like that. Oh, like yeah. Like Dracula, Christopher Walken. They, oh, people ate that right up. So Really? Yeah. I, I didn't pay attention to that at all. I don't know what I it is about. It was, I don't know. You, you stole the show, to be honest. At the end of the interview, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, John Stummy. I will never do that again. <laughs> um, and also, that was the other point I wanted to make was there, um, John wrote back and said, I want another shot at doing some impersonations that I know how to do. Plus a chance to do a Scottish accent. He says he can do a pretty good one. So we, you're perfectly welcome to come back on the show, John, anytime. I'm balancing your dervish, Ryan, you butthole server. Yeah, you just wait until in Guild Wars 2, there's going to be like this lowly little character that lives under a bridge called the Singleton uh, doing a Christopher Walton impression. But it sounds to me like, <laughs> sounds to me like <laughs> John's really confident in his ability to do some impersonations. I just tasked him with the wrong one. So, John, come back on and kick my ass at something. That is my official... In this case, pers- impersonations. Yeah, he can just get on the show and not say anything official about Guild Wars or Guild Wars 2. Just get on the show and we'll be like, dude, Sean Connery, go ahead. No, he'd be like, dude, dude, who's lead of what games at the moment? <laughs> and he'd be like, I'm out of here, see you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Okay, so and then uh, someone's or most people say Tasha's accent is lovely, but one guy said uh, Tasha scares me with her accent. She reminds me of the punk girl in the movie about a boy. True story. Uh, I say that guy is a sissy. Scared of Tasha. True story. And then someone said Ryan's complicated English semi punchlines. I have no <laughs> what? Oh, you mean the ones that suck? I don't know. Is that opposed to like your non-English ones? Because I haven't picked up on many bilingual punchlines yet in the show. But okay, well here it goes. Eres loco. Wait, eres loco en la cerveza. Okay, I just said you're crazy in the beer. But didn't you say that in Spanish in a Scottish accent? Yes. <laughs> eres loco en la cerveza. It's kind of like the Skittles guy. It's a contradiction. Anyway. Most people love the music from what I read on this, um, but one guy recommended we try and get something from Jeremy Soul. Jeremy Soul, you are welcome to send in your impersonations and your music. Please. <laughs> I have. I highly doubt Jeremy Soul has ever heard an episode of this, but maybe someone at ArenaNet that might be hearing this will give him an elbow nudge. <clears throat> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, I mean, say no more, John Stummy, hey? Um, we can only hope. Yeah. Okay, so now, the wrapping up. Uh, Relics is compiling a Guild Wars community list, so any Guild Wars online resources... Any Guild Wars online resources out there, get in touch. Our Guild Wars Guild is also recruiting. See our forums for the application process. We Oh, I should, I should um, amend that. If you just get on with the Guild, people need to know this. Right now, people are very seldom on, but on the forums we do arrange events, and that's our plan is to keep arranging events so people get on then and have fun. Also, though, another part of this guild and community is to create the guild and community for Guild Wars 2. Guild Wars is just kind of a vehicle until then, same as the Steam community. So we also have a Steam community. You can join that. You don't need to apply. You just join it. Uh, we're looking for bloggers, of course. So good bloggers. I'm not looking for people that spell the word U with a U. That pisses me What about the letter off. U? Is that acceptable? What's that? What about the letter U? Is that acceptable? That is unacceptable. You're what? banned from blogging, sir. Yeah. The word well, you is either spelled Y-O-U-E-W-E. You're talking about sheep. I will get my torch and pitchfork and run after you. Eep. <laughs> so, okay. So, if you're a blogger. Or if you're even a decent writer, because then we could just say, hey, could you write something about the Necromancer? Since it's like a month overdue. And we're looking for a good mashup, if anybody wants in on the fun. Mashup being going through and finding your favorite parts of past episodes... Um, and then just smashing them all together. And at the end of the show, I'll play it with the music running underneath because what's great about those is it helps people to know what's happened to some degree in past episodes. And they go, Oh, that was hilarious. I want to go see what context that was in. And that makes people more familiar with the show. So, uh, what Sweet. else do I have here? iTunes reviews. Oh, the iTunes reviews that we've read so far are just the ones in the U S store. Smithy left us one on the UK store but other than that i haven't found any so if you write one up for us and it's not in the u.s email us at relicsofwar at gmail.com and we will go ahead and go check that out and read it so smithy this is your chance to tell me hey i left one on itunes i left one on itunes okay that works and now <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was very complimentary um uh, and it was also true i didn't just make it up because i like you and your show um it is a good show so i said that i probably mentioned how nice tiger's voice is as well but I you can't see little... me but i'm blushing furiously <laughs> that's that's good to know um so yeah no it was a very complimentary review as it should be because it is a quality show that you've got so and uh, yeah, so email us. Speaking of my email address, it is relics of or relics of or at gmail.com. Send us your MP3s. Those are preferable over text. 
If we start getting more MP3s, keep in mind that the MP3s will go first before text. And as podcasts get more popular, the text usually ends up falling by the wayside. So get ahead of the curve, get into the habit. You can just pop open Audacity and just record something. You don't have to call in if you don't want to. Uh, the phone number is 708-202-9262. We're on Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh, that's just Relics of War on both of those. And we are also playing Left 4 Dead and Alien Swarm still on Steam right now. I'm going to be installing Steam on my laptop while I'm in Utah this week. So I would love to be able to play games with people until I'm out of that place. Dole the pain. Dole the pain. I'm done. I'm done talking, guys. You can go ahead. And now... Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us a lesson that we should learn, Smithy. I learned this week that should you pick up a chihuahua on the way home that he's lost, don't get too attached, because when you give it to a nice home to look after, you'll become very upset. Superheroes back then used to always say things with that real guttural manly voice, like "Bird Man." Oh, I'm not going to, but this guy has a little bit of a attitude toward us, which is fine. That's fine, but he's an idiot. Okay, a dumb. <laughs> See, Smithy, you're not the only sensitive guy out there. I'm just not with you. Oh, oh. Hey, I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Oh, I'm Ryan. No, I'm Ryan. Oh, sorry. I'm Chaz. <laughs> Well, I'm Tiger Feet. <laughs> uh, and I Tiger Feet. If you're being different, can I be Tiger Feet? If you, if you must. I'm Smithy. And the only one Tiger Feet. I'm Smithy from Merry Old England. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm Tiger Feet. <laughs> That's my husky, sexiest voice. I can do this the worst. Today, I think you need to go see Lacey, and you need to tell her that she doesn't tell you you're handsome enough. You don't want to tell Lacey that. She would just be like, okay, whatever. Just scream at her, you never tell me I'm pretty, and then storm out of the room. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. I like chocolate-covered pickles when I'm feeling fat. Where did that come from? What? Why did I just say that? <laughs> chocolate-covered pickles. Also, nuts internally, please. Thank you. <laughs> no, let's not do that. I still want to be attractive. Weird. Charles Dickens. Got lots of Charles Dickens? He didn't do the theory of evolution. It would have been a different story. If he did it. <laughs> Charles Dickens? Imagine. Yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Do you Darwin? Monkey's Casper Oil.
Like if you go to look at WoW podcasts, there's all kinds of people out there who are like, Saturday, working on top. Sorry, he's intently blowing in the back. 